0: It is Saturday. Saturday?
1: I don't know. I'm done. It is
0: Saturday, Saturday the 8th. Thank you for the specific date mm-hmm. at uh, Summer League. We are in the Blue Wire Studios. This is road tripping. I am Allie Clifton, and I am not here alone. I promise. He is Richard Jefferson. Yes, I am. Right on cue. We're waiting for Channing. There was 26.4 seconds left on a game that he was calling mm-hmm. um, for Summer League, and he's actually bringing our guest that's going to walk right in and fill these two chairs that you can't see. But having said that, we're going to discuss a little bit because I first want to know, um, I was waiting for you in the hallway mm-hmm. and I was waiting <laughs> and I was waiting. Mm-hmm. And then I found out that you were talking to Pop, the one and only.
1: The one and only.
0: What did Greg Popovich have to say to you?
1: Well, this is the thing. Like, Pop is still like, he's, Pop is pop. He's still like your grandfather. So, like, I'm kind of like ducking through the wind quick, trying to go. And all of a sudden grabs me. I was like, oh, hey, Pop. And I was like, "Hey, it gives me a hug." I'm like, "Hey, man, congratulations! You know, on the contract." Yep. I'm like, "I'm five so, years, five wild. years," and I'm like, "I'm so glad that kid is with you." I, the two years that I had with Pop were two of the most pivotal of my entire career, maybe my entire basketball life. It didn't go great, but it didn't go great <laughs> on a scale
0: of one to ten. Ah,
1: like, for you know, there's scales, yeah. but I, I I say this is that. They taught me how to be a better spot up shooter. He taught me the the I won't say taught me, but just he he stayed on me about the about the staying in shape and keeping all these things that you know Pop and Spurs have always been ahead of it. And I shot 40% because of Chip England, because of Pop, because they taught me so many things. And that extended my career. So I am forever grateful to that man. And when we were talking about Wimby, he's like, look, look, Wimby's great. He's talented. It's gonna take time. Because, again, you're comparing him to Tim Duncan. You're comparing mm-hmm. him to David Robinson. David Robinson went to school in the Naval Academy for four years. Then he did, like, a year of military service. By the time David Robinson showed up, he was, like, 24 years old or 23 years old. Yeah. Tim Duncan went to school for four years. Yeah. Had David Robinson and a monster squad around him. Fair. And it was like Tim Duncan was Rookie of the Year and First Team All-NBA. But he was 22 years old. So to compare all of these guys to – or to compare Wimby to them – who were three, four years older than him, you know, I, I think I'm glad that Pop is there for his development, Yeah. right? <laughs> However long Pop decides to coach, I know this. If the kid is going to make it, he's in the best situation possible. And I think that's great.
0: Wow, yeah, that's well said. Mm-hmm. And I don't think anyone would doubt that. Um, obviously, we're, we're talking about this, having coming off his debut, where he finished with nine points, eight boards, three assists, five blocks. I just shot the ball two of 13 from the field. Um, I don't care about the two for 13. I, yeah, I, I was going to say. I. We also kind of talked about it. You weren't here at the end of the other episode with Channing when it comes to just like the purpose of summer league, right? But for someone like him, does that change?
1: No, no, no. The And that's the thing about. Being a player, especially, it doesn't matter if you're the number one pick or if you're a guy trying to make the team. It's all a very similar process. Your head is spinning, mm-hmm. right? Like he just left Euro League, where he's been with his team. He's been in France. There's no language barrier. There's not. You know what I'm saying? Like it's all. He left his team. It's like imagine leaving your college team, and which a lot of these guys do, and then playing basketball a couple weeks later. Not like you know, NCAA's been done since March. You know, early April. So these guys have, you know, whatever, a lot of time. He's been playing, 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 and then boom, straight here. Mm-hmm. So a lot of these guys have had months shooting NBA threes, months understanding what they're gonna do, getting ready for the draft, getting ready for the draft, working two, three hours a day. He just finished and came. So I I look at the things, his passing, his shot blocking, those are the things that I look at that you can't teach. Mm-hmm. And, and Pop, you know, again, very, very briefly, he was like, man, I love his passing. You know, blah, blah, blah. I think he's going to be a really good player. You know, but Pop is always a downplay guy. Yeah. And he's always a patience guy. Like, understand Tony Parker. Look at Tony Parker came into this league. They almost traded Tony Parker. They almost traded him for Jason Kidd. Like, my second year, Jason decided to stay in in Jersey. But it's just like, Pop is the master of building it brick by brick. He's not like, we're going to turn you into a 20-point game scorer. We're going to make... No, he's like, no. Let's give you the bases. I want you to focus on defense. I don't care. This is what Pop will say. I don't give a fuck how many points you score. Mm-hmm. I want to know how many rebounds. I want to know how many blocks. It was the same thing with Kawhi. Kawhi showed up was just a defender, and then slowly but surely he built Kawhi up with the work that Kawhi put in, and then Kawhi turns into that guy. But Kawhi was the 14th pick. Yeah, Kawhi was all of these things. He wasn't like top five pick, and no, and it was gradual. It was gradual. I remember Pop, one of my stories about Kawhi. Kawhi's rookie year. Kawhi comes in. It was like you know game eight. Kawhi comes in, shoots a couple of pull-ups, which is his staple shot now. Like, in transition pull-up. Another one, pull. Pop takes him out of the game. Halftime come. Pop's like, what the fuck? That bullshit pull You think, if you think you're going to make an offensive impact on this team, I want you to defend, and I want you to rebound at a high level. Right? Yeah. And then didn't play him the second half. This is Kawhi as a rookie. Sending a message. And again, Pop will bring you into his offense. Like, hey, look, I love you, but this is what we're going to do. Yeah. So what I'm saying the, the the whole point of this is that Pop can take a great player and be like, no 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 no, we're gonna do this by basics. You got English class, you got math class, you got Spanish class, you got science. Mm-hmm. We're gonna focus on math today. This yeah. is what we're doing. This is all you're gonna do.
0: Zach Collins literally shared this exact story huh? from Pop.
1: Yeah, that's who he is. Pop ain't changing. He like told him.
0: him that he wasn't allowed to shoot pick. He wasn't allowed to shoot pick in pop threes anymore. Yeah, he's like absolutely. He's like he went three, I believe, of like 21 or something. He said he was he like a stretch of like a terrible shooting um, and pop basically in front of everyone. Like kind of was just like, you're not fucking shooting these pick and pop threes anymore. You're done, blah, blah, blah. Um, but then Channing made that point I, just from a standpoint of like he kind of says that to you because he knows that you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Like in a sense. Um, What were you more surprised about? Pop's extension or Wimby's debut? Ne- I honestly, neither. You're not surprised by the five years. No, because I think Pop that like, he like wants to be around. Well, look at what the fuck he got. There, right there. But as if he didn't or has not already had this incredible. I'd be, cu- I'd be curious. So you think it's the only reason why?
1: No, I don't think it's the only reason why. Okay. But I'd be curious if the if the Spurs got the the the, the, the sixth pick, would he be? Yeah, that's would my Would he that's be my point. Fine, fine? But I think this again. This is old sports. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, I think is Vic D'Amato. Somebody will correct me, but he was an old like legend trainer. Let's call him pop. Right. He was that guy. Like he was one of the greatest trainers of all time. Mm -hmm. He found Mike Tyson at 19 and was like, you're going to be my greatest achievement and just got Mike. And one of the reasons why Mike started to struggle is because Vic passed away. He was very, very old. But my point is sometimes these once in a generation, these once in a lifetime guys can give you purpose. They Mm -hmm. can give you a reason. They can give you that energy to be like, hey, look, I might not be with him for his whole career, but if my last fucking stretch Mm -hmm. is to give this kid the base that's gonna allow him to be great, then, oh, that's purpose every day. Yeah, That's pretty, you know what I'm saying? Because a guy like Pop, who is the San Antonio Spurs. There is no San Antonio Spurs without Pop. So you imagine that at some point in time he might go to the Pat Riley role and find his Eric Spolstra, but he wants to leave them. Like Eric Spolstra didn't take over a rebuild; he took over a very good team. So I just think I, I don't know. When I look at it, I'm like, if Pop can get this base, then move on, and then make sure that the thing that he spent the last twenty plus years building, building, is in a great place, then he's done. His legacy is is flawless. It's perfect. Everything is right.
0: Mm, fair. Okay. So you just saw pop. You just saw Spo. Mm -hmm. I saw Darvin ham. You saw Darvin ham as well. I saw Darvin ham earlier today and super excited about what the Lakers have done. Super excited about uh, possibly something else that's on the way. I don't know what that meant. Um, So I'm just like everyone else kind of waiting to see how that unfolds, but it brings me to this next question because there was a thought and we talked about it with Trey on here because Trey was really excited. Trey Murphy was really excited for Jackson Hayes, Mm -hmm. obviously. And there's been talks and, and reports out there that Anthony Davis uh, in the front office with the Lakers have had discussions about the Lakers trending back to the 2020 big, two bigs, mm-hmm. traditional big kind of lineup. And there's this uh, message out there from Dwight Howard. Mm-hmm. I want to get your thoughts on this. Dwight Howard says he can still, and we're going to talk about the way he has trained his children, that clip, that surface. Did you see that? I have
1: not seen it. I've been off social media the last couple weeks.
0: Good for you. Um, Dwight Howard, and I mean that. (laughs) Dwight Howard, uh Richard Content Jefferson, uh says he can still give a team twenty five good minutes per night and added he's a top ten center of all time. Do you agree with both statements?
1: No. I think it's eighteen minutes. Twenty-five is a lot. I think it's eighteen minutes. Have you seen him? Dwight? Yeah. Well, Dwight's a physical specimen. In like Dwight's a physical specimen, without a doubt. Like and, and look, Tristan did a great job as like the third big and whatever, but I, I think Dwight could have a similar role. Like you have to being self-aware in this sport is is big. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, I'm not a starter, I'm not this, but I know for a fact, given that there's Embiid out there whooping people's ass, Giannis out there whooping people's ass, Jokic out there whooping people's ass. And now Victor is here and we'll see what he turns into. The the need for quality IQ bigs is has probably hasn't been this high since the early two thousands. So I, I do believe there is a space. I don't think it's for every team. I don't think he needs to do it for Houston. I don't think he needs to do it for Detroit. I think if there's a championship team out there, like let's say yeah. a Lakers, let's say a Memphis, who had some injuries to their bigs, right? Mm-hmm. Like Brandon Clark ain't going to be back until the end of the season. If there is bigs out there and, and Dwight can accept the veteran role, yeah, 100%. And top 10 center,
0: yes. Top five? No. Top seven?
1: Somewhere between seven some, and 10. Somewhere between the seven and ten range. Like Dwight gets respected. I was one of the first people that when I said I saw he wasn't on the seventy-five greatest list. I'm like,
0: that's bullshit. No brainer. That's yeah. that's
1: bullshit. Like this man beat LeBron and the Cavs. We know how hard that is in the Eastern Conference. This man goes toe to toe.
0: During that time, it was a bit different.
1: No, no, no. But I'm saying though, like Bron was on that dominant shit. Like they were the number one seed that year. Like there, it was very, very hard. And so I feel like they beat the Celtics too, Orlando. Dwight was the best player on a top-tier team for a decade. He mm-hmm. was, like, it was Rookie yeah. of the Year out of high school. Mm-hmm. I think he might have, was, uh, Amari was the first, Dwight was the second. But Rookie of the Year out of high school, dominant four-time defensive player of the year. Like, yes, he didn't have an, a, a three-point shot. He didn't have that. But as far as defense, as far as rebounding, as far as a paint presence, he was everything. Mm-hmm. Now, he came at telling the shack, but... Dwight was that dude. And I think it's disappointing to see. Now, some of it's Dwight's own doing and his, his antics the last few years, but Dwight is a top 10 center. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer, and he's one of the 75 greatest players to ever play the game of basketball. To me, that's a fact.
0: Do you think that's what's happening? What? Well, With the Lakers?
1: I don't, I, no, no, no. I don't want to do that. I don't want to put that energy <laughs> out there. I don't want to do that. I not want to put that on okay. Darvin. I don't want to put that on Dwight. We don't know. I don't know I don't know if that's a move, with all due respect to my brother Dwight, and that that, nothing, move, that, brother that, that moves the needle that's like, oh, shit. But yes, if Dwight were to come, 100%, because yeah. now you have another center that allows Anthony Davis to play the four. Yeah. You right. can't just have one. Right. Because the, like let, let's say Jackson Hayes, heaven forbid, let's say a random center, I don't like to put on a player, sprains his ankle. And he's out for two, three weeks, normal basketball stuff. Now, what's your big depth look like? Right? right. Is it Tristan? Is it is it do I I like it.
0: Yeah. I I think it would be awesome to have Tristan back.
1: I think both of them. Yeah. Both of those guys, you need big depth. You need it.
0: What do you think of the Lakers and the moves that they made so far? We haven't talked about the Lakers in a hot second. I think
1: 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Really? I like there was a lot first of all to get to 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 win free agency and all this other stuff, things have to go well and wrong, mm-hmm. right? They have to go well and they have to go wrong. You have to go well in the sense of like Austin Rivers wants to come back, right? Oh, oh, Austin Reeves, I keep fucking. Ah, uh, Austin Reeves, uh, Austin Reeves, he wants to come back, so that's great. D'Lo did not play well in the postseason.
0: Uh, I no no no, I'm gonna nah, stop you there.
1: I, okay, he had I'll a let bad
0: series. He had a bad series with Denver, but he helped to win games in the first and second round. I agree. Absolutely, he did.
1: No, no, no. Okay, no, okay, 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 okay. He did. He helped to win games. Yeah. But if we were to ask D'Lo, who is a former all-star in this league, is a guy that was making $30 million, and I believe he's one—he's elite scoring guard, defense, whatever, but elite scoring guard. I would say for his standard, he underperformed.
0: For the playoffs or that series?
1: I would say the playoffs and even the season.
0: I, and I, and I But hear me out. That, yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Okay. My, my
1: expectations for him are high. Okay, and I believe he's an all-star caliber guard. Mm-hmm. So if you are all-star, all-star guard or fringe all-star guard, we're talking about a guy that's made the all-star team in his first four years. We're talking about a guy that was a number two pick. So my expectations for him are high. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't think he played terrible. I'm not saying he was dog shit, but I'm saying he put himself in a value that the Lakers could afford. Yeah. If somebody would have came and said, if D'Lo would have averaged. 19 points a game through, played well in the playoffs throughout the time and, like, raised his value or kept his value the same, mm-hmm. right? Like, Dylan Brooks got $20 million for four years, and, he, and, and, and um, D'Lo's still young. Yeah. So my, my thing is this. Because he didn't exceed expectations, it put him in a, a cap space that the Lakers could afford. Okay, fair. And, and that's 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 more. I'm so saying you get a little lucky,
0: exceeding expectations. He didn't that's exceed
1: expectations, so it put him in a cap space that allows them to go get uh, Vincent. That mm-hmm. allows a lot of things to happen. So that's what I mean. You got to be lucky and you got to be unlucky. D'Lo didn't play maybe to his expectations, lowered his value. You, don't think, you think he would have taken that if somebody else were offering him three for 90? Yeah. If somebody was offering him the Van Fleet. No, Van Fleet got lot, But, like, three for yeah. 90. If someone were offering him two for 60, like these teams that have a lot of money.
0: Yeah. He would have taken
1: it. He would have taken it. Yeah. But that wasn't there. So the Lakers won. They got to keep their their young guard, and they got shooting. They were able to bring in Van, Vincent. They were able to sign all of their guys. And I, I think they still have a pick if they wanted to, to, to play with.
0: Hungry road trippers, now that we're in the thick of summer, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals to support sunny, active days. Factor, America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit, can help you fuel up fast with flavorful and nutritious ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and stay on track, reaching all of your goals. For our first meal kits, Richard Channing and myself all selected Factor's calorie-smart portion meals that average about 550 calories per serving. We're all as busy as ever, and it's nice to know we can prepare a delicious and nutritious, ready-to-eat meal in less than two minutes. Plus, I needed an extra boost to support my wellness goals this summer, so I opted to try the Protein Plus meals. This added 30 grams of protein or more per serving in the meals, they're so delicious. So what are you waiting for, Road Trippers? Head to factormeals.com slash Road Trip and 50 and use our code Road Trip and 50 to get 50% off. That's code Road Trip and 50 at factor.com slash Road Trip and 50 to get 50% off today. Hey Road Trippers, Channing and I love our dogs and we want them to have the best food and nutrition available. That's why we feed our pups food from the farmer's dog. Whether you have a young puppy or a senior who's seen multiple decades, any dog person like me knows the most valuable thing in the world is spending time with your pet. The Farmer's Dog helps to keep them healthy, which can give you more quality years with them. The Farmer's Dog makes and delivers fresh, healthy dog food. It's recommended by vets, nutritionally balanced and made from human-grade ingredients. Safe, clean, in safe and clean kitchens. It's the best option for dogs at all stages of life because it's not kibble, it's not canned goo, it's real food. The Farmer's Dog isn't just higher quality food, they also send food pre-portioned specifically for your dog based on their unique nutritional needs. It doesn't matter if your dog is young or old, it's always the right time to begin investing in their health, helping you both live more healthy, happy, and full years together. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash roadtrippin. Plus, you'll get free shipping. Just go to thefarmersdog.com slash roadtrippin to get 50% off your first box of food. That's thefarmersdog.com slash Calling all road trippers! We all know the problem with fads. They come and go. So when it comes to weight management plans, you need a long-term solution, and that's Noom. For some people, eating is an emotional experience. So when it comes to managing your weight, it makes sense that Noom has taken a psychology-based approach. This helps you to better build habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. Using both science and personalization, Noom helps you manage your weight for the long term. The best part is you decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Based on a sample of almost 5,000 Noomers, 98% said Noom helped to change their habits and behaviors for good. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The bottom line is road trippers, Noom's changing how the world thinks about weight loss. So sign up for your free trial today at Noom.com. Again, Go to noom.com and sign up for your free trial today. A team that probably, as a team, did not meet expectations, agree or disagree with me, the Sixers.
1: Well, they didn't meet expectations. They didn't meet expectations.
0: Where do you think James Harden will land? And how much is that having an effect? Channing talked about that. Were you here? Or had you left? I think you left. How much does that have an effect on the Dame situation? Are we waiting for James yeah, Harden first? fall? No. And where does he land?
1: I don't know which one we're waiting on first. I, I can honestly, I can say that. Remember similar to the Kevin Durant situation? Mm-hmm. I could see the Dame situation going similar to the Kevin Durant situation where it's like, hey, just show up. We, it's going to yeah. take us. You are that dude. You are one of the top ten players in this league. Um, you're in your prime it's going to take us more we need more time right cuz injuries can happen teams get more desperate you saw again so he might ask for out he might show up he might show up play 25 games again traded at the deadline right mm-hmm. that would allow teams like let's say Miami hypothetically that can allow Miami more time to maybe trade a piece maybe do something maybe find a third partner i don't know but i think dame is the most important piece obviously than james i don't know what james where james is going to go i don't i don't know does he stay in Philly I don't know, and I say Not this because I don't happened. I don't know what James wants, wants. Yeah, he's turned down. Hear me out. In the last two seasons, he's turned down like a hundred million dollar extension from from two years fifty million something along those lines. Someone will quote me um, in Houston. Turned turned away a three year extension from from Brooklyn where he would have been the first sixty million dollar player. Mm-hmm. Turned all of those down. So that's I think two hundred sixty million he turned down goes to philly and then takes le- like after that op- takes less money like 30 million and then that allows them to sign pj tucker allows them to sign some other people and like a one in one deal yeah. right and then he opts so it's like the like if he would have if there would have been a market for him at, at a good level he wouldn't have opted into that contract yeah so that just shows you like as elite of a player he is, I think teams are struggling to really put a value on what his place is. And does he want to win? Why would you keep leaving? And again, I don't know everything for Brooklyn, but you're leaving Joel Embiid. Right. Maybe Philly doesn't want to pay him all that money. But do you, if you want, are you about the bag or are you about winning? You're you've made X amount of. Dollars. I don't know what James Harden wants. No one does. Yeah. I understand leaving Houston. I kind of understand leaving Brooklyn, but I still think that him and Kevin Durant, and let's say if him and Kyrie weren't getting along, you trade Kyrie, you bring in great places, you're still one of the best teams. You got Kevin Durant there.
0: Speaking of Kyrie, I just ran into his dad Oh, how in the hallway, him. actually. And his, and his,
1: was his m- stepmother? It's Is his stepmom? Step- I, I don't know, but who, uh, it was shout out to Agent? his people yes. that, that you know uh, she became the first African-American woman to ever negotiate a $100 million contract, yeah. right? Doing that for Kyrie, that's awesome, that's beautiful, congratulations. Um, no, man. I I don't know where he wants. I don't know what he wants. I don't know where he wants to go. But it this is a this is confusing. Dame's are, like I want to win.
0: Yeah. Who do you have your eyes more on, Dame or James?
1: Dame, Dame, because Dame moves the needle. Yeah. James, with all due respect, he's still a great player. But I think it has to be a great situation. Like Brooklyn was a great situation prior to all the chaos. I think Philly was a great situation. Joel Embiid won the the won the the MVP. And I think they just underperformed in the postseason. But if you're looking at James, how can you say, we know he's a talented player. We know he wants to hoop. We know he's a great playmaker. But can you really say that James' number one priority is winning?
0: I want to believe that anyone that steps on is a professional athlete.
1: Okay, but Allie, this is the bullshit. Allie, you 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 have been everywhere. You have been on two championship teams. You have worked five NBA finals.
0: No, five.
1: Five. Four with the Cavs, one with the Lakers. Oh yeah, they fell short. Damn it. Yeah. Five. So you so you've worked 5 NBA finals, 6 conference finals. You know enough about players that some players just want to play basketball, some players just want their money, some play, you don't know what the fuck they want.
0: Yeah, but I'm over. I'm also of the same that like I'm not going to tell you what you You don't think that he does? And why was it wait, because wait, I don't of think the, that what? He wants to win.
1: No, I no I know James wants to win. I know he's a competitor. What I'm saying is that sometimes winning is about the best situation that you can put yourself in. When people were trying to say that Houston was a, pl- was a play, yeah. that he could go back to Houston, there was nothing there that says winning.
0: Yeah, nothing. yeah, yeah.
1: Nothing. And I don't know if Houston was really a play. I think they were focused on Van Fleet. They were focused on that because I think they were trying to build young. Yeah. But it's like, don't tell me you're trying to win.
0: Speaking of winning, the Phoenix Suns, how long is DeAndre Ayton going to be a Phoenix Sun?
1: I don't know. I think I think because the writing Beyond was, this season? I think because the writing was on the wall that mm-hmm. he was the odd man out. And I think um I think he, the teams were trying to lowball the Suns. I think the the teams were trying to lowball. It's like it we'll offer you this, this, and this. Yeah. And it's like, dude, this dude's a twenty and ten, seven foot guy that was a number one pick. He's a great player, a very own great. He's a very good player that I don't think he's happy there. And you're going to give him another elite elite score. And even Perk was like, no, no, he can get some. He's going to get some late shot clocks. If he rolls, I'm like, you're telling the number one pick that he needs to be Clint Capella. <laughs> That's what they're telling him. Roll to the right. rim, and you're going to get some late second shots. But Bradley Beal, Devin How Booker, and Kevin gonna Durant. How is that going to work? It ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. Unless one of them decides to play the point guard and just says, like, I'm going to add instead of – so, James – Couple things. James Harden. How
0: did it work in Golden State? What do you mean? With KD stuff and Clay.
1: They had Draymond and Iggy. They had playmakers.
0: I'm talking about KD, Beal, and Book.
1: But this is what I'm saying. Okay. A couple things. Because okay. let, let we broke this down on NBA today. So the Golden State Warriors, where they are different, they were an established team with a coach that had been there for five years or four years or whatever and then you had multiple playmakers so it was Draymond it was Iggy it was Livingston so it was like it wasn't Stephen and Clay and KD figuring out who was going to score mm-hmm. Draymond was facilitating to all the three they had a system in place that KD joined replaced Harrison Barnes and they taught him the system when you go when you go and look at the the Suns they got a brand new coach Frank Vogel one of the best one of the best defensive coach love Frank Vogel so you got Frank Vogel right and then you're like okay well They've got to learn the system. And they've got no playmakers like Draymond or Iggy, or you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I don't know how it's going to work because when people try and compare them to other big threes, the Lakers didn't have a big three. But let's go Miami. Miami's big three, right? They had Spolstra already there, right? Established.
0: Oh, you're talking about just overall big threes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, okay.
1: Spolster was there, they showed up, D-Wade had been there, understood, and then D-Wade took a backseat. LeBron is the fucking ultimate playmaker. None of those three guys are LeBron James. None of those three guys are playmakers like that. They're elite scorers. Then you go and look at the Boston Celtics. They had their three guys, but each one of them played a different position. Paul Pierce was a small forward. Ray Allen was, was a two guard. Kevin Garnett was the big man, got defensive player of the year. And then they had a young Rondo. Looking back, you're like, fuck, Rondo yeah. is that dude. And he was the one distributing. And you had Doc Rivers, who had been there.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, Golden State, when Kevin Durant joined, you established. Had, they had, uh, you, yep. you know what I'm saying? So we're going to say a non-established group with not a great roster, with all of these things, and they all play a similar position. Mm-hmm. Like, Bron can be like, okay, I'll play point guard. Yeah. Right? Like, Rondo, he's the point guard. Ray's a shooting guard. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's not three shooting wing players. Scoring, elite. Scoring, yeah. James Harden, same thing. Even with James Harden showed up with the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie's just a score. Kyrie, you remember, you know, we, we all laughed when Kyrie was like, Oh, I told James he was the point guard. It's like, Goddamn right, Kyrie, <laughs> you're a fucking monster scorer. James is leading the league in assists. He was like, Hey, James, you just keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, though. It's like, so James can be like, I'll average 20 and 12 assists. Yeah. Do the, does Phoenix have anybody that can do that? Just be mm-hmm. like, I'll average 20 and give you 12 assists and I'll facilitate this fucking monster. They don't have that. And they don't have a point guard. They don't have any depth. I think the Eric the Eric Gordon sign when signing was huge was for them.
0: Huge for them. Yeah. Just the, the spot-up shooting, the veteran. The Yeah. Yeah. Um, squirrel. Squirrel. You said Rondo.
1: Love me some Rondo. And
0: there was um, the clip that surfaced from this weekend. And you have two sons, obviously, who are playing sports, very active. LeBron and Rajon Rondo coaching their kiddos. My God.
1: When I tell you,
0: How I, awesome!
1: It's it's so awesome because I you know you I know my little boys too. Yeah, but I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. Rondo and Bron are two of the top seven basketball minds I've ever been around. Right? The They're very five? different. It's look, Jason Kidd, Tim Duncan, Pop. Um, you know, there's there's other people. I look, I, I'm a fucking hate to say this, but even J.J. Redick, this dude's got a really good basketball <laughs> mind. But I'm just saying, like, Rondo and Braun are different. Like, those are the guys that know every play. They know every defense. They know what – they they are the scouting report for the other team, and that's what you want from your point guard main primary ball handler. But I think those guys teaching basketball to the next generation is perfect. That's what the next generation needs.
0: Does it make you want to do that? Do you coach your
1: – No, I can coach Richard, little rich. Yeah. I can't coach Phoenix.
0: Why? Because Phoenix – Oh, Phoenix,
1: why? my 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 youngest, he's he's amazing, but he is. Your kids are
0: also much younger than six and eight, yeah, six and eight.
1: But like little like little Richard, I can coach him, and he's just like, yes, daddy, give me more, give me more. Phoenix is like, I'm like, hey, Phoenix, blah blah, and and Phoenix will start, Phoenix will start looking at looking at me like, oh, uh, like but he's mad frustrated. at you. Well, he just gets frustrated the more I talk to him. Okay. So like you know, he's playing this little All Stars Baseball League. Shout out Pony League, Manhattan Beach. Um. And it's like, I just have to sit on the other side of the fence and support him. He loves that. Yeah. But like there's certain coaches, kids that want you to coach him. And there's certain kids that want you to support him. Richard wants you to coach him. Phoenix wants you to support him.
0: Yeah. I'd be in the support crowd too. I'd a hundred percent be in the support.
1: You would be in the coaching. You would be in the coaching side. If that one received that information.
0: No, my point is, is I would not want my dad to coach me. I would want him. I would be a Phoenix. Yeah. That's I would what I'm want saying. to support me. Yeah.
1: That's why you're the middle child. Phoenix is the second kid. <laughs> No, I'm saying Phoenix is the second kid, and you're saying the same thing. Yeah. You right. want the support. You want the support. And and once, it, but this is the thing about Phoenix. Once you give him the support, ah, oh, he's he's through the roof.
0: Hello, hello. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those are friends. Tom okay. Belashevsky. What? Tom Belashevsky. I believe he coached with Luke. Or he was on Luke's staff. He oh, in the Lakers. Like, yeah. I think we just did a whole podcast. Channing's texting me. He wants chapstick. Like, uh, Maybe dude, we're recording.
1: chapped ass lips. <laughs> there he is. What's that? What are you looking at? <laughs> what are you looking can
0: up? you hear oh yeah yeah. you can hear us yeah
1: <laughs> we can't hear you so we can't hear you um can i tell another pop story
0: yeah please do we are waiting i promise that the guest that we're gonna edit to we're join... gonna, we actually,
1: they're gonna edit all this stuff out i'm still sorry for editors but we're giving you content actually. people
0: hey what's up
1: people hey you're so
0: right it is like the prime time
1: Hey, i know this is what we normally record but yeah, we're totally. just so damn busy um, What's up guys uh, Let me give you a story about Pop And w- this again this is why I fucking love that man He reminds me a lot of Lute Olson, But Lute Olson didn't cuss So my first <laughs> year with it. Golden State Or my first year with San Antonio I was terrible Oh it was awful I feel bad for San Antonio fans But I shot the ball poorly for three It was the first time I'd ever been in a situation Where like normally I had the ball in my hands rhythm So Pop brings me into like It was like my second year mm-hmm. Pop was like Richard I, I mean Richard, I only want you to fucking shoot corner threes. I, top of the key, I want you to... Because that's where the offense was. It was like, you shoot those corner threes, right? I was fucking... Yeah. He turned me into a three and D. I just want you to fucking shoot corner threes. I don't want you shooting shoot any of that fucking bullshit. Very similar to what, you know, Zach Collins and that. And he's like, you know, if you shoot one from the top of the key and you make it, you can just look over and fucking wink at me or something.
0: This literally is exactly like, basically what Zach Collins what? said. No, 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 because,
1: because Pop has been doing it for 25 years. Oh, he only got my so gosh. many cards yeah. in his pocket. Right. So, so he goes, he goes... But I don't want you to shoot anything because I shot like I shot like 29%. I shot 39% from three in Milwaukee. They traded for me. I shot 30% from three. It was a whole different system. So that year, I worked with Chip England a ton. I was struggled my first year. I worked with Chip a bunch in the summer. Chip's one of the best in the business, and I fucking hate Duke people. So that year, I shoot 44% from three. I was like fifth in the league. And... I, you know, I started in the corner and then I worked my way around, but that's where pop was great. He was like, bitch, I only want you to shoot corner threes. So I shot fucking thousands of them. And as I, you know, and then you start to feel more comfortable and then he lifts you up. Once you prove that you can handle the task, then he lifts you up. Once you, Tony, what the fuck are you doing? Look at Tony Doe. Hey, Tony, Tony. Uh, so Tony for old Celtics fan. Hey, Tony, I'm going to talk some shit. Hey, Tony, <laughs> do you remember when we played against y'all in the conference finals? You remember when we played against y'all and then y'all beat us? Y'all was up 25. You was oh, We was up 20 and y'all came back to beat us. You can't hear us, Tony. You want to come in? You want to come in? You sure? You come in. We're just beat. Oh, go eat. Go eat. Get the fuck out of <laughs> here. Tony Delk, one of the best in the business, ladies and gentlemen. Kentucky. God, Kentucky you guys. know so many people. I'm fucking old.
0: Is that what it is?
1: Well, I've, I've been in this shit.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Yeah. I have uh, you know.
0: The amount of people. Oh, can how about before, um, wait, are you done with your pop story?
1: That was my pop story. Okay. He told me, he told me not to shoot anything above the break.
0: Stop it. <laughs> so what'd go- you do?
1: I shot a ton of corner threes. And then after, like, after I, I got better at the system and understood, then I started shooting threes all, all over the place. And I, like I said, that was my best three point shooting year was my second year in San Antonio. 44%. I was top five in the league in three point percentage. Gosh, right? I
0: really wish you would have brought pop with you to this episode. Why didn't This you? is
1: one of those things. Road tripping, look, I'm going to tell all our road tripping fans, look, my contract's up with ESPN, right? I know you guys have seen a lot of stuff with ESPN. A lot of our brothers and sisters and people um, ha- have had to switch occupations. And this industry is is tough. It pre- I'm prepared for it because I play in professional sports, so I'm used to it. Um, but, you know, actively, I want to spend more time on road tripping. I love this. And... You know, so my contract's up and my goal. But I don't know if Pop... I think Pop is one of those ones like, Pop, we will fly to San Antonio. We will fly here and we will sit. Similar how we did with Tim Duncan.
0: Right, God, you know, one of my favorite episodes It's ever. one of the best. If we...
1: Look, once so my nervous. schedule opens up, Tim Duncan, I'm going to track him down. We will show up at his he will house. He
0: fly fishing. Yeah, but that's Isn't fine. That we'll,
1: we will fly fish with him while we record a podcast. And he can teach me about all of his fucking things. But, you know, that that's my my... my I want to spend more time. Oh. Like I, no, I'm just saying. Like yeah. like that's right. Like if we want to get pop, pop, I think pop would sit down with us. We would fuck. I would show. I, this is what we would have to do for pop. I, and he's already had it all. We would have to call Josh and get crunky and get two bottles of Screaming Eagle. What? We would. Ha- he's this, one look, of those guys. Who? Pop. Pop. Yeah. Pop is the guy. Pop is the wine <sighs> connoisseur. He is the that's wine con- foodie. So he is. He is. He is that, and then everyone else is down. Again, just because we're giving you guys content. Pop, this is what Pop used to do with his poor guys. Pop would, like, he's a big foodie, big wine guy. Like, he dictates the trips based off of where there's restaurants. Pop will send, uh, shout out my guy, uh, Brett Brillmeyer.
0: Where is Brett these days?
1: I don't fucking know. I love you, Brett. Orlando? But he will do this. Pop will go to, like, three different, like, he'll go to San Francisco, go to three different restaurants. We're going to get Appetizers here. They have these amazing appetizers. they we gonna go to this other restaurant with great things. And then we're gonna go to this other restaurant. It's like four or five hours fucking with Pop on dinners. And like, really? yeah. And you know, when you gotta kiss the ring, like, like the squad is there with them. You know? Mm-hmm. Oh, course, fuck, fucking channing fried bitch ass. But that's the thing with Pop is that he's just such a foodie wine guy. So we'd have to be like, Pop, Pop, listen, I'll give you a bottle of Screaming Eagle. We will drink a bottle of Screaming Eagle, and we just want to talk basketball for 30 stories. minutes. Yeah, but we'd have to go to San Antonio for that, and he would be mad at us the whole time.
0: What is your take on San Antonio, the place? We talked about this, too. You've obviously lived there. Where did you live?
1: I don't remember. First of all, a couple of things that bothered me with San Antonio. One of their main roads is Blanco Road, right? Blanco Road, B-L-A-N-C-O. Now-
0: Blanco? Yes! Fucking yes,
1: but everyone in San Antonio calls it Blanco, and I'm like, this is a Spanish-speaking region. How is it not Blanco? I don't understand it, but this is what I would say I loved about, about San Antonio. It's a huge military town. My father played, well, i played, was in the Army, so it was just like there was a lot of military people, pop military guy, David Robinson military guy, so like that energy and that community, I fucking loved. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it.
0: That is an interesting thing, Blanco Blanco. That
1: pissed me off, I'm not gonna lie, it it pissed me off, cause I'm like, wait a second, this is a beautiful town, loved it, no issues, but it was like, when I was like, hey, oh, oh, I'm on Blanco Road, you mean Blanco? And I'm like, what? Blanco. Yes.